Hello, and thank you for joining another session of Own Your Yes Live. I am your host, Valera Wilson, and I'm excited that each week we can take our lunchtime breaks for 30 minutes to, or depending on where you are in, in part of the country or world, take 30 minutes to hear from amazing, resilient professional women who share their stories of success and most importantly, the lessons learned along the way. I am so delighted today to bring Cheryl Nash on to uh, today's topic to talk about making room for other women at the table. Uh, Cheryl is, uh, part, uh, she works for Invest Cloud and she is the CEO of the Financial Supermarkets Division. And I've had the privilege of meeting her through mutual contacts and seeing how much of an advocate she is for, for other women and people in general. And so what a better, what, what better person to, to talk about this than her. So thank you so much, Cheryl, for joining. Oh, you're welcome. It's, it's an honor to be here. Thank you. Absolutely. So we'll dig right in or jump right in. Tell me a bit more about what you do. Tell, tell those that are listening what you do. Sure. So back in February, my company, which was Tegra 118, merged with InvestCloud. And I am the CEO of the financial supermarket division within InvestCloud. The financial supermarket empowers advisors with a first-class digital platform to run any wealth business seamlessly front to back. And I think that's you know, what's really important is that it's a digital platform and it really supports all front middle back office capabilities. Manufacturers or asset managers leverage the power of our platform and our distribution and together, which is what I'm so excited about, is that we're going to create the Amazon of the financial services industry. And as we, you and I spoke right before this, Amazon has been a staple of ours since this pandemic. So I'm excited to work that through into the financial services industry. I love that, Cheryl, the Amazon of financial services. I mean, that's that's a, a, a great analogy. And I think for all of us that love Amazon packages arriving, we can appreciate you being, you know, pushing forward to package up financial services and advisory services. Um, for, for everyday people. I definitely love that. Um, well, I mean, you are, you're a corporate leader and respected by so many people. I, I, I mean, it's, it's, it's amazing. It speaks to your brand and the power of your network. What, what was your path to get to where you are and what were some of the challenges that presented themselves along the way? Yeah, so I have been in this industry. So fintech is really where I am and wealth tech, but also in the wealth and asset management industry for my entire career. I actually kind of got into this industry by mistake. I always wanted to be a weather girl on TV and ended up being in a financial services organization. So very different. Um, but over the years, you know, I've been in the same company. This company has been bought four times, which is, I think, not normal today, but I think that's been really good for me because it's given me the opportunity to lead, to run teams. My favorite thing is to focus on our clients, help them solve their challenges. And I really think I'm fortunate that I've had the ability to do those and those great opportunities. They've shaped me personally and professionally. And I draw from those experiences to this day, um, you know, as CEO of InvestCloud's financial supermarket. And I think, you know, just taking a quick look back, um, you know, the four acquisitions that I've been a part of, 
those experiences really presented a sense of newness for me. So mm -hmm. some people say, wow, you've been at the same company, but I really haven't since we've gone through so many different changes. Mm -hmm. And it really did present a sense of newness and gave me an opportunity to prove myself and to show, you know, the, the areas of focus that I want and really help organizations. Um, I also think, and I tell women this a lot when I'm talking to them, that in your career, you're going to get presented with several opportunities. And I feel that I was fortunate because being at the company for so long, I actually got to, to do many different roles. I was part of client services. I was part of sales. I was part of relationship management. Um, my favorite roles, product management and strategy. Um, but in all those instances, I was actually on the team. And then ultimately, I was the leader of the team. And that's just given me a well-rounded perspective. And I believe prepared me well for my CEO role. So I will give advice all the time to take those opportunities when you're given, even if you don't think you're ready. Because right. many cases, I didn't think I was ready. And I said, mm -hmm. yes, you'll get there. Um, so it's challenging. It's rewarding. Um, and I just think, you know, everybody should go in with open eyes. Um, and it's it's been exciting and um you know, I think especially now through COVID, it's been a different world for all of us. We were talking again earlier. I mean, we're in this remote world right now. We're both working from home. We both bought new couches, which is fun. Um, but I still think it's important to be hands-on, interact with your teams. I have morning calls every morning with my executive team just to check in and just make sure that in today's world and, you know, with all the challenges out there, that you value your time and you really focus on what is important to you. So um, that's where I would really, you know, that's what I would say. And it's been not that it's not always been easy, but nothing good is easy. Mm. So always know that if you're going through something that's not easy, there's always better at the other end. Oh, really some great points in there. And, and I love to absorb it and, and share it back. And as I was, as you were sharing about, the newness, right? So you got a chance each time to experience a new company coming together through a merger or acquisition and taking those as opportunities to learn new skills, you know, better align with, with, with partners and people that would help further you, you and your career. Yeah. And then, you know, not being afraid to, to just take the risk and take, take the roles that, that would allow you to learn things and, and then get this, real strong, real well-roundedness and then helping you move from doing the work to leading the teams that were doing the work. Um, and, you know, I think there's something to be said about taking those challenges and those opportunities and learning in the process of that. Uh, and then there's a people part, right? You know, what, what people do you recall being strategic to helping you to get to where you are? Like who made room for you at yeah. the table? That's such a good question because, you know, when you look back on a career as long as mine, you know, there's been people who made way, who helped you, who even spoke about you when you weren't in the room. Mm -hmm. I'm just going to call out two of those people, but there were many, many others. So in my career, I've been really fortunate. I've had many mentors. I've had sponsors. Um, and I'll start with uh, these two examples are when I was at Fiserv. I was actually at Fiserv for nine years before we moved last year into Tegra 118. And my boss at the time, Mike Giannone, uh, really took a chance on me. He fought for me to the executives and gave me the president role. 
And he really made sure when I got that role, he was there to support me every every step of the way because I was running product and strategy. And that was a big jump to then take on the president role. I sat on the operating committee at Fiserv. And again, Mike helped me every step of the way. And I really, really am very fortunate that I had somebody like him um, on my side. And it's funny because you think about men allies. He was a great ally to me and other women. Another one was Judy Wicks, who was on the um, the the marketing team at Fiserv. And I actually didn't know this until probably a couple of years later, but she was the one who went on a limb for me. And she really was the one who talked to Mike and then actually talked to our CEO about getting me that job. She championed for me when I wasn't in the room. And, you know, I think about that and she said she pushed and she made sure that Everybody knew that I was ready for this role. And I didn't know that, like I said, until a couple of years later. So there's people like that everywhere. And you, you, you know, you just, you'll be around them and you won't even know that until they give you that opportunity to, to tell you what they did. Um, so, you know, and then, then I'm just going to focus on something personal. My dad was my biggest cheerleader. He was my role model. He worked in mergers and acquisitions his entire career. And I got to work for him at 16 years old after school and on weekends. I learned so much from him. And I think he was the one, because he was the hardest working person I know, that really put this energy in me to do the same thing. He always stood for something. He always did the right thing. He had a very vast and diverse network. And he knew when to ask his, you know, ask for help, which I think people don't know today. They know you need to know when to ask for help. And he always treated his teams and his people with the utmost respect. When he retired, I went to his retirement party and I listened to the stories over and over again. And I was like, that is why I am where I am today. Um, you know, sadly, he died last year. He left a big hole in my world. But I think about him and I thank him all the time for the, that. And I think all of you have somebody like that in your lives or somebody you can find and lean on. But you need that person, I think, especially in today's world, to, to make sure as you're moving forward in your career and going through obstacles and challenges that you have somebody that you can lean on. It's really important. Absolutely. You, you, I mean, such great examples of male and female allies yeah. that really did advocate for you and make room for you and spoke up for you when you weren't even in the room. Which and is Valera, which is why I do that for others because you have to give back. And I think when it happens to you and you don't do that for others, what a what a missed opportunity. Yes. Such a good point. And to your to what you just said about we all have someone. And I think the, the reality is that we've all gotten to where we are because of someone. It's yeah. never just Yes, we, we own our success and we own our narrative, but it takes people to open doors for you as well. Like someone has to, to physically, literally and figuratively open the door for you to welcome you into that space that maybe you couldn't get in on your own, although you might be fully ready and qualified. Like you said, you were you were ready and someone else had to, to, to go back and say, hey, she's ready for this and let's open the door to her. And that, that's, I think that's incredible. But it speaks to the power of developing relationships. And sometimes I think that could be a struggle for for a, a lot of women and men, and men, of course, I'm sure. But talking about women and 
who struggle maybe to find leaders or other women that are willing to advocate for them. And what I hear you saying is that you were ready for that. But for a woman that says she struggles to find that or to, you know, says maybe had experience where people weren't showing up for her. How does she develop those authentic relationships of, of, of people that can advocate? And then what does she need to bring to the table in yeah. order to make sure that she increases the likelihood that she'll get advocates? Because I know there's two parts there. There's all personal responsibility. And then there's things, what can they do to develop those relationships? Uh, you know, that's such a great question. Um, and we're probably all have gone through this before, but in my entire career, I've always been in a male dominated industry, right? And it's it still is, although we're making some great strides and changing that. But earning respect has been a struggle at times. And, you know, I think when I look on my past and I even think about some things today, um, you know, I feel that women are sometimes held to a higher standard than a male counterpart. So I've learned to advocate for myself. I've learned to build alliances to ensure my voice is heard. And I want to make sure respect is there, right? I want to make sure that I get the same respect at others as the table, as well as my team. So um, knowing what I went through to get here, all the lessons I learned, I want to give back, like I said before, and I want to help other women navigate through challenges and opportunities. It's something I do. I really enjoy it, actually. And I'm extremely passionate about it. And it's not just women rising in an organization. It's college students trying to figure out where they want to go, what what they want to be when they grow up. Um, so I really am happy to and I do all the time speak to many different women in our industry and outside of our industry. Um, but you have to love it. And I actually love it. Um, I know we need more diversity across the C-suite and financial services. I know that comes with better discussions, better outcomes. I know that women need to turn to people during their career. And I have made, a, made it a real passion of mine to focus on building a more diverse and inclusive workforce and helping women succeed. And I think about my team today. We're going through a, a change. We've merged with another company. We are so strong together than we would be if we were doing this separately. And we lean on each other and we help each other. And I'll tell you, building those alliances and those relationships is really what helps you get through every journey within your career and even your personal life. Mm. No, that's good. And I think um, when I think about the importance of that and bringing, you know, positioning yourself for 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 getting the advocates, I think it's also, like you said, making sure that there's respect there. I think it should yeah. be an honest and authentic relationship, you know, knowing what you're delivering, being on your A game, not perfect, but, but also making sure that you're delivering results that are, that are quality, quality, you know, in terms of work so that people can stand behind what you do confidently, because I'm sure, you know, people have asked me for things, people ask you for things, but when you go back and you look at their brand or maybe their deliveries, their relationships, and it's maybe not as solid, it makes you less inclined to yeah. maybe want to advocate for them, but it, it makes it much easier when you know that, hey, they've, they're they solid. They just need the doors open for them. Um, so I think that's the personal part. Um, but what do you, when you think about making room, right, for women, what does that really look like? Like, what does that really look like in very practical ways? Yeah, so that is another great question. So one of my favorite quotes 
by Ruth Bader Ginsburg is women belong in all places where decisions are made. Mm. It's something I've worked for and helped others get there as well. And I think that's mm. such an important quote um, because it really is, it's just so important for us to make sure women are in all places where decisions are made. Um, you know, people are familiar with the term having a seat at the table. And I think they think that that is often reserved for those who are considered to have both influence and power to make decisions and affect change. And I think that table in cases has become a symbol of power. And, you know, it's a place of negotiation. It's a place where you gain credibility. It's a place where you can forward your career. But if you're provided a seat at the table, it does represent an opportunity to be heard and to make a difference. And I think people have to really, when you get that opportunity, you really have to take advantage of that. Um, I know sometimes when I'm with clients, and this happens often, there's a table, there's chairs behind the table and there's chairs at the table. More often than not, the women that come into the room go sit at the table, the chairs that are not at the table. I will always say there's room for you, come over here and sit down. I, it always, that irks me because I think they just feel like, ah, I don't deserve that table and you do. Um, but I also think when women arrive at the table I've seen this happen a lot too. They power down. They don't really give off, you know, the, hey, I'm here and I'm I'm confident. And instead, they really give off cues that they're unsure of themselves, their mm -hmm. opinions, their facts, their viewpoints. They don't really speak up. And that's what has to stop. And I've mentored women. I've helped them with this issue. And here's some tips I give, because I think that's important. Because once you get a seat at that table, relish in that and do whatever you can to be an active participant, encourage others, other women, especially at that table to have a voice, mm -hmm. um, but always come prepared with thought provoking questions. There is no reason today that you can't be prepared for that meeting or those, the dialogue, especially with um, everything on the internet, you could always research things. Um, I always say speak early in the meeting to make yourself present. Don't wait for somebody to call on you, but speak early. Um, facilitate a dialogue that encourages the free flow of information. So start a dialogue and ask others to participate. Mm -hmm. And then lastly, always come prepared. Always be ready for that question. Always come prepared um, and come with confidence because what a great, you know, once you're there, it's a great opportunity for you to, you know, really show yourself as the expert and, you know, the leader that you are. Yeah, those are great points. I love you said speak early. Don't wait for someone else to call on you. Don't wait till the end of the meeting. And then it's, yeah. no, I'm here. I want you to know that sooner than later that I've got something to say. And to your point, you're right. Uh, I'm so passionate about women's confidence in the workplace because I've seen us, like you said, cower down. And when we get the seat at the table, we don't own it. We're, we're terrible. We're afraid. We're yeah. almost like we didn't, we don't belong there, but it's absolutely the table that we've deserved and, and have worked to get to. Um, when, when you think about like practically how you or how you would suggest another woman creates a, a seat for another woman, how do you think that we can do that? Because sometimes I think we might get in rooms and not think about, okay, there might be another woman that really could, could benefit from being here or that could benefit from being heard. And what you said, for example, is Ruth um, Ginsburg, what she said, women belong in every room where their decision is being made. How do we actively advocate for other women 
once we get in the room and yeah. say, hey, there's some other women that I think need to be in here too. No, I think that's a that's that's an important question because I think right now, and I say this a lot, this is a really good time for women in this industry to come in, right? Because there's a lot of discussions like we're having today. What you do is you you champion personally women and how to get to yes. And I've watched your your weekly shows and it's amazing. It's a good time for women to come into this industry and they just need to know that. Um, and they also need to know that we're all in this together. Um, all organizations today, most, I should say, not all have ERG groups, right? Um, employment, employee resource groups, there's outside diversity and inclusion groups. So many industry groups are championing, championing this today. I think you have to get yourself involved. This is where this is on you individually to make sure that you are there, that you are seen. No one's going to come seeking you out. If you're not putting your hand up and saying, hey, I, especially if you have an ERG group that's women run and you can be part of that, go do it. I've said this to women, go seek that out of your organization and be, make that something that you really focus and spend time on because it's really important. Um, it's also, you know, really important to hire, develop, retain good talent. And I'm seeing as well as um, my HR team, we're seeing that there's questions that are different that are being asked. What does your executive team look like? What's your makeup of your senior team? How many women are in your organization? Mm -hmm. So I think all those things are just really important today. But um, you know, when you think about advocating for women, like you asked, um, there's so many different things you can do. I don't have a lot of free time, but I sure make a lot of free time for this because it's important to me. But you don't have to do all these things. You can pick one of these things that mm -hmm. will give you so, you know, and other women support, but you can mentor women. Mm -hmm. You can show her by example, how to stand up for herself, how to stand up for other women. You can champion women. You can point out credentials. You can talk about women, a positive light that goes such a long way mm -hmm. that just being a positive, you know, discussion point is, is just so incredibly important. You can encourage women. Um, work can be hard. Being a working mom or a working woman can be harder be there for her, celebrate her successes and show her you care. But more importantly, just be there for her. Um, you pay her, right? If you're a manager, strive for equally pay, um, pay women who are in roles that are equivalent to men, the same or more, pay her. I think that's one you know big focus area. Like that and then, um, yeah, that's a good one. Um, promote her, make sure she's up for the growth roles, make sure she's got a, the opportunity. Even if she's not 100% ready, be there to help her, but promote her. And then last but not least, always support her. Mm -hmm. There's so many things and that doesn't take time, right? That is just something everybody can do. But don't be that one who doesn't support other women. Please don't wow. be that person. Support women. Um, we all need the support and we all appreciate it whenever we get it. So that's what I would, uh, those are my key tips. Those are some really good tips and it's going to be a, a, a tweet because I think it's so good. You said pay her, promote her, support her. Like, did everybody catch that? Like folks that are listening, like tweet it. That's, that's, you can, you know, tag Cheryl out because I love it. It's, those are three really good ways. I love that you talk there's so many ways to promote women. It doesn't always have to be one way. And I think sometimes we might feel like, well, I'm not in a position yet, but you could do something because anytime that you make room for another woman to share how she's feeling, 
ask questions, get support, you're advocating for her advancement, either it's physically, emotionally, in the workplace, financially, and then of course, very hardcore ways, you know, paying her what she should be paid, paying her equitably, and then promoting her, like you said, even if she's not 100% ready, she's ready enough. She doesn't have to be perfect. I think I tweeted that too. Like you don't have to be perfect to be promoted. And I think sometimes we we, think we do, right? We absolutely do. And I'm like, that day will never come. (laughs) It's called good old OJT on the job training that we have to to get, but we need someone to open the door. And I think that's where we have an opportunity. So I'm going to say that again, because I love that share what you said, pay her, promote her, support her is how you can advocate for another woman, whether you're a leader in a decision-making role or someone who's entry level and figuring out ways to how to support, you know, the women that you are around. I I absolutely love that. Um, You know, I think this goes without saying, you've you've talked about this in in detail. Your father was a a huge uh, impact on your life to where you got the hard work ethic and the advocating for other people and, and knowing that other people advocated for you. You talked about a few people at Pfizer that advocated towards to you. You know, what would you say to a woman who says, well, I haven't had people advocating for me. Why should I care to advocate for someone else? Yeah. Um, you know, I think there's, I think there's many reasons that women may struggle to advocate for others. Um, you know, sometimes, and this is terrible for me to say, but sometimes women think they're in competition with other women mm-hmm. and they need to get over that because they're not right. You're in competition with yourself only. And please, you know, get over that. But, you know, I've seen, and I've had many discussions with women, there's too few senior positions in a firm. They want to be sure they get them or they get that role. So they don't necessarily support others in the running. They may think, Hey, I work so hard to get here. You need to work as hard as I do. Mm -hmm. Um, But boy, why would anybody do that in today's day and age? Um, they might feel they need to be more focused on the men on the executive team to move up and turn their back on their female counterparts. I've heard that before. Mm-hmm. But, you know, let's get over that this is a competition. When we support other women, everyone wins. Having a diverse team, and we know this, right? There's so much data out there, brings different ideas, better outcomes. It's so important we support each other and help each other. Yeah. Um, and there's so many hard things about being a woman in financial services And to me, it's the duty of all the women who've made it and who we can lean on and who can help us lean in to help others. So, um, you know, I just think that's so important. And there's there's more women than not, I think, who are now in this. I'm going to help others. Mm -hmm. There's still those out there who aren't. And I think, you know, everybody's got to find that person who they can rely on, who can help them and don't let anybody get in your way. Don't let anybody stop you, Um, you know, figure out who can advocate for you and, you know, and and make sure you're working with the right people. I think that's really important. That's good. I I I appreciate your honesty because it's very true. Right. We're talking about advocating. But the reality is that some people are afraid to because, like you said, they might think, well, they're going to take my spot or. I can't advocate for her. I've, 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 and I've definitely heard the, that one about, I've worked hard to get here. You're going to have to do the same. I, I, I've heard that way too many times. <laughs> way too many times. And it's unfortunate because it's kind yeah. of like, well, but 
all the bumps and bruises, you don't want to make sure that everyone else can avoid those. Like, isn't that a point? I think it's my personal responsibility. If I've gone through something and it was hard and challenging for me, I want to share it because I don't want anyone else to experience that same pain and frustration. That's, you know, that's the true value in my mind of learning something is to share, to help someone else. And too far, many people think that, well, they've got to learn on their own. But when I think about sharing, you know, or advocating, I think of if we're all women, you know, different races, experiences, of course, we're kind of in this together. We are. We really are. Because unfortunately, what you do or don't do as a woman impacts the next woman because how you're looked at is going to be at how they look at the next one, unfortunately, in many cases. So if you are advocating, supporting, advancing, promoting, you know, paying women, they think, well, let's let's say you decide to move on, which people do all the time, you decide to move on to another role. The chances of them wanting to bring in another woman is greatly increased because they're like, well, she was great. She was phenomenal. She did A, B, C, all the way to Z. <laughs> we get we'd be silly not to think that another woman couldn't do similar, similar caliber of work. So I, I think that's in my mind, well, I want to make sure that when someone else sits in the seat, the seat is looked at well. Yep. Very you know? true. Good way to put it. Yeah. You know, so yeah. Um, I know we're right at 1230. Any last yeah. thoughts or advice or comments for women that may be watching about advocating for? Um, yeah. Um, th- thank you for this opportunity. I think, um, you know, like I said, I follow you and watch you and you're amazing. You've done so many good things for women and keep it up. Um, But I would say to everybody who's listening to um, believe in yourself. Um, There's times you might be going through things that are really tough, but always believe in yourself because you can get through them and believe in your network. You need a strong network and you need a network of of both men and women who are going to help you in different areas of your career, even different things that you're going through personally versus professionally have a network. I, I love my network. I lean on my network. Even to this day, I lean on my network. So really important that you surround yourself with the best people, people who are going to lift you up and you can lift others up. But um, that would be my advice. Really believe in yourself and you're going to, you're going to do great things. Absolutely. Thank you so much, Cheryl, for all of the insight and wisdom that you've shared today. Thank you for every woman that's tuned in. And as always, um, this is our space where we get a chance to, to talk and to learn and to grow. And Cheryl, you've got some fans out there that are sharing, sharing feedback on you. So definitely relish in that. Um, thank you again for your time today, ladies. Please feel free to uh, join us. Please join us next Thursday as well for another session and discussion with On Your Yes. Take care. Thank you. Bye-bye. Thank you.